Marty! You've got to come back with me. Where? Back to the future. Welcome back to another edition of Marty. Yeah, what does Marty stand for again? Mike and Russ time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and today is a very special Marty because it's the 30th anniversary of the theatrical release of Back to the Future. It's it's impressive or incredible that it's been 30 years. Or or maybe it's depressing and well, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a little of both because it's been 30 years, which is which is nuts. I can't believe it's been 30 years. It's just hard for me to believe. I still remember seeing it in the theaters uh, with a buddy of mine who I no longer speak to because he's kind of a racist, but <laughs> we... we um, <laughs> Good that you yeah. got rid of him. Yeah. we. Uh, but yeah, I saw it in theaters. Uh, at the time, I was only 15, so I couldn't drive it. He was driving. He's like a year older than me or something. Uh, yeah, that was such a... It's a. It was such a fun summer movie, of course, and it had an incredible soundtrack. One of my favorite bands of all time, Huey Lewis and the News, had two songs in that soundtrack. Um, so do you know the? Do you know this? Did do you know the story of Huey Lewis and the connection with Ghostbusters? I do not. Hmm. You should tell it. Uh, just as I take my sip of my coffee, I'll explain it to you. <laughs> the short story is. Uh, the producers of Ghostbusters approached Huey Lewis in the news and wanted them to do a song, like, you know, kind of a theme song for the Ghostbusters. And then Huey Lewis is like, eh, it's not our thing. You know, no thanks. Yeah, we, and, we, we like ghosts. Right. <laughs> and uh, this, I think at the time when they were making Ghostbusters, you know, their Huey Lewis's third album, Sports, had become a huge hit. You know, they have, uh, I, want, I Want a New Drug, uh, um... Heart of Rock and Roll, If This Is It, Heart and Soul. I mean, you know, a lot of, a string of, you know, top 40 hits. Look at that, so, right off the top of your head. Yeah, well, I told you, they're one of my favorite bands. So, <laughs> um, so, the, so then, of course, it makes sense to say, hey, let's get one of the biggest bands on, on radio and MTV right now, and we'll get them to do our Ghostbusters song. Well, so they were like, no, that's not our thing. Thanks anyway. And, but then, when Ghostbusters comes out, Huey Lewis says, hmm. That Ghostbusters theme sounds strangely similar to our song, I Want a New Drug. And it turned out it was so similar, and he felt like it could not be a coincidence that Ray Parker Jr.'s song sounds so much like I Want a New Drug. And it turned out uh, they actually went and sued them, uh, sued like Ray Parker Jr. and the producers of Ghostbusters or whatever. I don't know who exactly. Anyway, Huey Lewis and the Winnews won the lawsuit. Uh, because Ooh. the courts said, yes, they stole from you. This is this is too coincidental and too close. Uh, and if you listen to them, you can actually tell there's a lot of similarities with uh, the the you know some of the riffs and the beats. And they're just very very similar. Um, uh, anyway, so then Huey Huey Lewis is like, well, fuck it. If we're gonna you know if if somebody's gonna make money off of our songs in a movie, we might as well be us, right? Right. So when uh, the producers of Back to the Future came around and said, hey, can you do a song or two for our movie? They were like, sure. 
and I think Huey said, but I have to have a cameo. No, <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> Maybe they just liked him so much they put him in the cameo. Do you remember the cameo, of course? I do. He was like, hey, sorry, guys, you're just too loud. Yeah, no darn loud. You're just too darn loud. <laughs> you're too darn loud. <laughs> and he was wearing glasses and had like a dorky hairdo. Um, and so, the uh, the but the funny thing is, Power of Love, which was the main song from Back to the Future, because the other one was Back in Time, but you don't hear that as much. The Power of Love... Was Huey Lewis in the News' first number one hit? Really? There you go. First number one. So they actually, not only did they make a lot of movie money, but um, they got a number one hit out of it. Hmm. I think the other ones, I think they had a couple of top ten hits, but never number one. And just imagine how many more hits they would have had if they'd done the Ghostbusters one. Yeah, they might have been like bajillionaires by now. Yeah. Um. Anyway, but yeah, Power of Love, that's one of my favorite songs, too. I mean, that's a great that's a great tune. I don't know about you, but that's that's... It is. It is a good tune, and I feel like uh, we can we can sort of let's talk in a little bit of a DOS process sort of way. And uh, <laughs> your other podcasts, plug plug, <laughs> um, because I think that the the way they used uh, that song in the movie is right at the beginning. It's like it's so perfect, you know. When do you remember when when they the movie the song starts when Marty. Uh, leaves Doc Brown's place to get to school because he's running late, right? Yeah, and he's, he's riding on the back of the... Uh, he's riding the skateboard. Right, he's right. on the right. back of the truck out of, like, the Burger King or right, whatever it is. Right, right. Yeah, it's like a Burger King or something. Yeah, which is right next to Doc Brown's and, you know, uh, his garage, which is all that's left of his estate, I guess. And uh, anyway, so he gets down... So the, the music goes through all the way till he gets to school, I guess. And then... But then you cut to uh, later, like after school, when he's with his girlfriend in in the town square, and uh, the original girlfriend, right? The original girlfriend, uh, not uh, what's her name? Um, what, what was her name? Uh, Jennifer. Uh, uh, her any, name was, in the movie was Jennifer. Yeah, that's right. The actor wasn't Jennifer. the The actor was. Um, Anyway, I don't care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like the original one better. Anyway, anyway, they they. Uh, do you remember they? They're in the. They're in the. In the, the the old lady comes up. Save the clock tower. Save the clock tower. Yeah, and she then, gives. Do you know how much she gives him? Twenty five cents. Yeah. Yeah, and he, she gives him. Gives him a flyer. And what does he do with the flyer? He has. He has his girlfriend, who he should already have his her phone number. No, no, no. That's right. Because <laughs> well, she's no, no, no. She, was, she was going to the grandmother's house. Yeah, house. she's gonna make my. Yeah, she's. Like, but who so, would who would call the aunt's house? I mean, like. If if you're going out with this girl, even if you know she's your girlfriend for a while and she's going over to her aunt's house, why would you call the aunt's house to talk to her? Yeah, unless you're just so much in love, you just have to. You know, I, I don't know. It might be kind of weird because you might you call her up and you say, "Hello, Miss So and So, can I speak with your niece?" You know, and then and then when you're talking, you're like, "Can your aunt hear us right now?" Or, yeah, yeah, then they're know. they're making kissy noises on yeah. the phone, and that's no good for yeah. anybody. Yeah. But um, but I guess they had to make plans because they were going to go to the lake that e- that weekend. Hopefully, <laughs> right? Yeah, yes, the lake. Uh, too bad they don't have that cool four by four to take to the lake. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the power of love music starts again after she gives him the number for his grandma, her grandmother, her aunt, or whatever, and then they kiss, and then you know she kisses him goodbye, and then it's like that's the power of love. Do you remember that? Oh, such I a do. great transition! I love it. <laughs> How, tell me how you really feel about it. I, I've only seen this movie like 30 times or something. <laughs> 30 times in 30 years, right? <laughs> I think we mentioned before, um, that's one of those movies where even though I've, I own the VHS and then I own the DVD and now I own the Blu-ray, um, 
it's one of those movies. If it's on TV, I stop and watch it. You know, it's like, do, you, do you own the soundtrack? Yes, I do. I know. Listen, I, I own not only the soundtrack, but I own the orchid. Orca- Ugh. Orchestral, with the orchestral one with all three movies, like the the whole, all the different themes, you know. Really? Is it played by John Williams? <laughs> um, now we just had to pay like fifty dollars because we used the music. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't think John Williams did the score for this, did he? No, oh, I have no idea. No, no, John Williams didn't do it. It's, I mean, it's very John Williams-esque. It, it's, it's worthy of a John Williams score, but I don't think it was John Williams. Uh, you know who could tell us if he was here would be um, the lovely Chris Heliopolis because that guy, he really knows his Back to the Future. Oh, he's. I was going to say, is he like a, a big uh, John Williams fan? Or? Well, he's a fan of soundtracks and scores, movie scores to begin with. Um, he's the one who told me about the the Back to the Future orchestral, whatever you want to call it. You know, the one with the because um, if you buy the soundtrack, you get a lot of you know you get a lot of other songs in there too, like the Huey Lewis songs. Uh, um, you know, the song like Earth Angel, and um, you know some of the songs that the band is singing. Uh, Johnny Be Good. Oh, know? that's a good one. Uh, and those are, of course, are all covers of the originals, but. Um, they're pretty good songs. I, I I always enjoyed. I had the cassette back in like '85. You know, back uh, when cassettes. back when cassettes were the thing. And the was it you? I was talking to you about the about the BMG and RCA Music Service and the Columbia House. Um, maybe I, was I don't talking think to so. Pat. Maybe you're talking to your on your other podcast. My other podcast. It was yeah. Up late with Russ and Pat. Yes, up late with that's russandpat.com. <laughs> Which, of course, if anybody's listening to this, they already know that. Yes, we know that. Stop Duh. talking about it. We get it already. <laughs> um. So, did you? Were you a member of either one of those clubs? RCA, uh, I, I RCA think, or Columbia? I House? think I was Columbia for a while. Yeah. Because, you know, they, they do have the good deals. You got, like, ten things for the price of one. Right, right. But then and, you had to, you know, keep ordering. and Yeah, I had to buy, like, two or three at regular club prices, yeah. which was a little bit more expensive than if you bought in the store. But you were still making out like a bandit because... You got those ten free ones. Yeah, exactly. And I knew people that were unscrupulous who would, like, get the free ones and then, like, never buy the other ones. And then, you know, they, um, they would... Uh, you know, basically, they would uh, renege on their, their, you know, whatever. Is that your is your, it... best, your friend who never who who you don't have a best friend anymore? No, that was, that was Dump yeah. Him. No, that was someone else. <laughs> hey, well, um, I I I hope that the word renege is not like some sort of racist term because I don't want to sound racist. I think I believe it's renege. Renege. Oh, see, I said it. Oh, okay. You okay. did say it racist ish. But yeah, I, I did. I, I don't did. think anybody would would really say anything. I, I did. I said it. I said it like a racist might say it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have to look that up and see. Yeah, with uh, um, yeah, maybe, maybe that has to. Maybe it comes from like the root from renegade or something. Um, you think? I don't know. I, see, if we had the internet right now, we could. We could. Well, uh, I just looked it up. up. I just looked it up on my dictionary on my computer, and it's actually spelled R E N E G E. Uh, going back on a promise, undertaking our contract. Might be like one of those French things. Yeah, exactly, because it, 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 the original spelling, I believe, had a U-E after the G. So it was like R-E-N-E-G-U-E, which makes sense because that would give the G a G sound. 
<laughs> going back to our <laughs> elementary, elementary school days. <laughs> hey, that reminds me. Did you see? Did you see that Maria from Sesame Street is retiring after forty-four years? I heard about that. I don't know why she would. Well, you know, times are changing. She she's like an old lady now. I mean, uh, I don't know about you, but I had a crush on her when I was a kid. I I honestly don't remember too much about the. Um, Sesame the Street. human people on oh, Sesame Street. Oh, okay. Well, I, you know, I, I was a big fan of Snuffleupagus. Yeah, I love Snuffleupagus. And, you know, Big Bird and obviously Kermit and all the other Muppets. Yeah. But, yeah, the, the human people I never really paid too much attention to. Do you remember when nobody could see Snuffleupagus except for t- Big Bird? Yeah, and yeah. now now Snuffleupagus, everybody can see him, and he, he's got a whole family. Yeah. Oh, he's got a family now. See, he's I, got, there's a Mrs. Have... Snuffy, and there's a little baby uh, Snuffy. Well, I'm happy for Snuffleupagus, but I still think it. I there was something kind of cool about Big Bird seeing him, and then nobody believed Big Bird. They're like, okay, that's just your imaginary friend, Big. Yeah, because it was cool because it was imaginary friend, even though it was real, but it was still imaginary friend. And you know, when you had your own imaginary friend, you were like, it's cool, it's cool. To have that, maybe that's why they came up with Snuffleupagus like that. I, I, I think pers- it was. I personally don't remember having an imaginary friend. I'm not. I don't know that I did or didn't. I, you know, I'd have to ask my parents. But I, uh, I don't remember it. But I think that'd probably be kind of cool if you're a little kid and you had an imaginary friend. Because I know that when I watched that show, I would think it was just. Um, in Big Bird's imagination, because it was just such a coincidence that you know when the humans would show up or another Muppet, you know Big Bird turns around and Snuffleupagus is, is gone. So, yeah, that's what I assumed anyway. Anyway, anyway, um, back to the future. Back to the future. Um, so yeah, thirty years and you know I think that movie still holds up. It's a it's it's a lot of fun. I was talking to Pat about this. I don't know if I was on the podcast or not, but. Uh, he mentioned that Back to the Future Two was his favorite of the three. Uh, really? What well, about, Back to the what Future Two had some some cool parts. Like I, I enjoyed Back to the Future because of how they actually mixed it with scenes from the original one. Right, right. That was so one he, of the you know he had to decided, avoid yeah. himself. He couldn't see himself. He couldn't get in touch with himself. So he was you know it was kind of like a behind the scenes look of kind of back to the future which right. i thought was really neat but i didn't think that was i mean i think the original back to the future was was the best one that's for me too yeah i mean i enjoyed the whole series um but for me yeah i think the original is is my favorite it's it's funny because the second one for me there's i love the beginning when they go to the future and i like it when he's in the past but i have a sort of like a visceral reaction to the to when the timeline has changed and they're in the dark present, you know, where Biff has taken over the Hill Valley <laughs> and turned it into a casino town. You don't, I, you don't like that. Yeah, something creepy about it. I, th- I think that was part. Of, I mean, they did that on purpose. It's supposed to be creepy, but um, for me, I, I always when I'm watching it, I'm kind of like, uh, okay, it's like when you're when you're a kid watching Wizard of Oz, you you want to, you know, you just want to get through the flying monkeys. And you, uh, uh, <laughs> Flying monkey, you know, <laughs> or uh, Willy Wonka in in the scene. Oh with, yeah, with the the little boat they're on. This, that yeah, ride. exactly. See, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. The boat ride that was freaky when I was a little kid. That boat ride, whoa. Um, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's and then I, I I even go back to like Rudolph and and the the abominable snowman. I was scared of him when I was little. Oh, the bumble. Mm-hmm. Bumbles bounce. The bumbles bounce, yeah. 
Um, yeah, I think when I got old, a little bit older, I I wasn't afraid of him, but I have this weird memory of being afraid of him, um, and watching it. And my grandmother used to like to tell a story that when I was like two and a half years old, my little brother had just been born, so I was staying with my grandparents, and uh, and he was born in December, right, right before Christmas, actually, and so that was on, and and she, I guess she. You know the 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 thing was on. Then she after after the you know was over or whatever. She went and put me in the bathtub. She went to go get something, and then I was like little naked Rusty following her down the hall. <laughs> and and she's like, "What are you doing?" She's like, and uh, I guess I was saying, "Get me, get me, get me." So she did this like two or three times. Literally put me in the tub, go down the hall, and I would like follow her down the hall. Like no, no. And then she just kind of put two and two together. Like oh, he was. Scared of that thing, you know. <laughs> why? Why would your grandmother leave a two and a half year old alone in the bathtub? Oh, uh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> that's the better question, right there. I'm going to assume that the water was low enough that I wouldn't have drowned, 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 you know. But I think that, uh, yeah, I mean, I would be reluctant to leave a two and a half year old in the tub by himself. Yeah, um, I guess you could get out on your own. So it wasn't yeah, it. yeah, yeah. That's true. Uh, I guess you, if you think about it, I mean, it might be a little dangerous if the kid fell and bonked his head and then. Um, you know, was knocked out. I mean, that's kind of oh, that's then. That's then you would, then you would drowned. drowned. Yeah, that would drowned. drowned I would have been drowned. drowned. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah. so we're at our third. Uh, excuse me for drinking coffee while I'm talking to you. We're, we're at our third podcast, the third episode, and we would like to discuss the film um, Predestination mm, with yes. Ethan Hawke. Uh, and who plays the girl in this this movie? I forget. I I don't know. She looked familiar to me, but I don't think she's like a will, real well known actor. Hmm. And again, uh, now this movie came out what in twenty fourteen. So, but there's going to be some spoilers if you haven't seen it. Um, yes, definitely spoiler. Because we can't really talk about this movie and the whole time travel aspects of it without spoiling it. So I had to. I was explaining it to uh, my lovely bride Karen yesterday. Yes. She said, "What are you? What are you going to be talking about?" And I said, "The movie Predestination." And she, I think, had started watching it and didn't finish it. And she goes, "Well, what's you know, what's the whole thing?" And kind of explaining it to her, mm-hmm. it's difficult because it's it's just one person's story, right? <laughs> but there's three different people mm-hmm. kind yeah. of in it, which is which is odd. It's he's he's three yeah. different people. Yeah, in a way, because he's traveling through time, but he's visiting himself in different time periods. But at the same time, his self has changed, I and mean, he become because we find out in the movie that he was born a hermaphrodite. I guess well, uh, not really. Well, he didn't. He was, but not externally. He didn't know that. Yeah, he had he, everything. Everything was there. Yeah, externally, he looked like a boy. Uh, no, and then, he looked like a girl. Uh, he, oh, that's right. He looked like a girl externally. Yeah, that's right. He looked like. Wait, did he? Yeah, he was born. He was born a girl. And then when, and here comes all the spoilers and the crazy part. Right. When he had sex with himself as a boy, and they had to, um, they had they get she she got pregnant, and they had to um, cesarean section her. They found all the organs. Right, they found the male gonads inside of her. Yeah, yeah and they're didn't. like, and they could make them fully functional. 
Oh, that's right. And then she said, <clears throat> excuse me, because then she said, well, I think I'm going to become a boy. Right. It's because she's so. And then, I, well, so, I think, yeah, because they, yeah, they took out her because of all the, the pregnancy stuff that take out her uterus and, and all that. Right. Because it was a difficult pregnancy or something. And then they were, found out, well, OK, while we're in there, we found out um, you were born a hermaphrodite. You just didn't have the outer genitalia or whatever. They, obviously, I'm not quoting the movie, but that's basically <laughs> that's basically what they said. You didn't have a penis, uh, you know. Um, so supposedly they somehow gave her a penis and, you know, basically she had a sex change in a way, uh, but they all, you know, she already had, uh, working, uh, testicles. So then, yeah, so that's the weird thing. Cause it, it, the movie starts, wait, okay. Does it start out? If I remember correctly, it start out with, uh, uh, Ethan Hawke is in a bar. What kind of bar? No, it, it starts out with, uh, well, and again, it's hard to explain. It starts out with yeah. the the girl who became the boy his first mission as a kind of a time cop look, looking for this right. one bomber and he gets his face burned off because of the bomb explosion oh that's right that's right yeah and then he goes to the hospital in the future where he gets a new face which is the Ethan Hawke face right which changes him so that he doesn't look like uh the female version of him earlier right <laughs> yes. yes so yes. then when he actually meets himself in the past when is she when he is a she and he he goes to sort of console himself uh as the girl he's a, she <laughs> she looks completely different different so you don't know that it, that's him originally cuz you you sort of have to figure that out later yeah i think uh, she played i mean it was a it was a good good movie but i think the the girl who played the guy didn't play the guy very well. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah. knew instantly that it was a girl. Yeah, you know what bugged me about that, and I know that I know why they did it, is because they wanted to have the same actress and just sort of transition into a dude, right? Later, but but instead of playing what would be a convincing, you know, a, a transsexual or whatever, someone who's transgender or whatever you would call it in this case, I'm not sure because you know, just anyway. Uh, uh, you know what it came off as to me? It came across as like that old comedy uh, from the 80s, one of the guys. Do you remember that movie? Just uh, the movie? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yes, yeah. Just one of the guys, yeah. Where the girl yes, like, exactly. pretends to be a guy, and she does it in such a cartoonish way, like, hey, guys, how's it going? I'm a dude. You know, like <laughs> yeah. that, right? Yeah. Like, way, like over the top. Yeah, over the, the, the top. Boy aspect. Right. And I felt like that was my. When she was acting as a woman I, it was fine it was perfectly convincing but to me i felt like uh, she just it was so over the top i immediately knew this is like a woman in you know in like you know i don't know what they were trying to do and then i of course you realize later oh okay uh, you know she's actually a man but she, she was a woman. anyway yeah <laughs> i think that's where the movie kind of was a little bit of a disappointment because of the her acting in that part of the movie yeah um yeah, it was just too over the top. And then, of course, this this takes the whole time travel paradoxes to another level, in a way. For me, anyway. Uh, because it wasn't just about going back and possibly killing your grandfather or something, or, you know, um, or killing a version of yourself or something like that, and then creating a new timeline. It, it was like... Well, because this was, stuff, this was stuff that had to happen, right? Or in had other, to happen, yeah. had happened, was happening now. It was, it was all 
stuff that they needed to do to get to certain points that would get them into the past right. to do other things to get them there. It was very it, I think it was well done for what it was, but right. it was it was very could be very confusing. Yeah, and I, it was almost it was one of those where you 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 start to get a headache if you start to think about it so much because <laughs> it's like, oh, so wait, he basically impregnated himself so that he as a woman could give birth to himself. Yeah. So he could grow up and go back in time and impregnate himself. Yeah, but then it was and they also took it into the future where oh, he that's was right. he was the bomber that he was chasing through time to try to find. Right. Which ended up causing him having to go back to get himself born. Right, and, because there's a scene where he's confronting himself as the bomber and saying, "No, I'm going to stop you. You can't stop me." Because this has already happened, or this has to happen, or something like that. Because the bomber's yeah. like, "You, you may disagree with my ide- ideology, but you'll see. You'll, you, you know, it. You, you will do this." In other words, because he, because he was kind of saying, "I will never become you," and he's then his old, his old self is like, "Yes, you will." Yeah, because it was predestination. Because he had to become him, his old self, to, uh, to. Uh, mess up the face of his younger self. <laughs> yeah, and to give him his younger self someone to chase through time. Right, exactly. So that he can pregnant himself, so he could, be, <laughs> so that he could be born. <laughs> yeah, it was very. It was. It was. I did enjoy it. I mean, it didn't. Yeah. There wasn't any point in the movie where I was like, "Oh, this is stupid. I'm turning it off." Yeah, yeah. But it was. It was interesting. It was con- a little confusing. I think some people who um, kind of, you know, who watch time travel movies or stories, you know, in books or whatever, and and some, I know that some people probably get really hung up on the paradoxes, and then they're just like, that that's ridiculous, you know, and I can understand that, and I think that they might have a trouble with this movie. They'll be like, they might hate it, you know, uh, there, because there of that. Didn't really, yeah, there didn't seem to be too many paradoxes that I could, you could No, bash. it was just, I mean, the, it was just the one you know yeah well there were, i mean the big one at the end was he technically didn't have to become the bomber which would have oh, stopped yeah, yeah. the whole process cuz he could have you know he he goes into the future and his uh time travel violin case which which it was right um was supposed to not work anymore but it still worked so all he had to do was not use it or throw it out or whatever, and he could have right. stopped the entire cycle. But then that would have, yeah, that is the paradox because then it would have stopped him from being born and blah 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 blah. If he, if he, um, well, if he really wanted to stop the bomber who killed, I think the bomber ends up killing thousands of people or something. He's a, yeah, it blows up like a whole block. He's a, but, I can't even remember why he's a terrorist because he's, or I don't even know if you call him a terrorist or maybe he is because he's he's doing it for political reasons. I think no, he was he was doing it to save people. Which was oh, that's kind of right. ironic, that's yeah, right. because yeah. even even the guy who, you know, the future him tells him, you know, I blew up a hundred people, but I saved this person who ended up, you know, right, right. saving a thousand people. Because he could go into the future and see, oh no, or, you know, or maybe, or was the old, was the, was the bomber from further in the future and he went back in time to, to set the bomb? Well, Is he went, he, no, he, he did go into the future because he had newspaper clippings right. of... The things that, you know, like he blew up, like say he killed, you know, Joe Schmo, who right. would have ended up, you know, being on a plane that he blew up and killed 200 people. So he would go back in time and kill 
five people around Joe Schmo, so the plane oh, that's crash right, and yeah. he'd end up saving two hundred people. So. Yeah, so he he appears to the people but in it, the present. It drive him crazy. Yeah. yeah, the people in the present. It appears to be a uh, just a, a terrorist or something or or a mass murderer, uh, but he's actually some guy going back in time to write things that once went wrong to yeah. to quote uh, he's still killing leap. people right right and that's where that's where younger ethan hawk is like no i have to stop you and he's like so you're gonna stop me but even more people are gonna die because you stopped me yeah and there was one thing they never explained that the bomber is called the fizzle bomber and they never explained why he's called the fizzle bomber Oh, I thought it had to do with something like the bomb before it goes off is like fizzling or something i can't remember now maybe maybe i just missed that part like there's a sound that happens before the bomb goes off. Uh, I could is be totally all wrong on that. Fizzle, fizzle, fizz, fizzle. Well, that is weird because if you think about a fizzle, if a bomb fizzling, that sounds like it's just a dud, right? Yeah. Like you light a firecracker or something, and it's fizzle, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Which is apropos for this weekend, July Fourth. Yeah, there was one little Fourth of July story for you. Oh, cool. It's, it could have turned out much more horrible than it did. Um, when I was a little kid, they used to, you know, obviously, if you'd pick up the fireworks that didn't uh, explode. Right. They just they would do little things, a sparkly or, or yeah, burn. Yeah, so I, yeah. I, I used to take those, and if they didn't explode, you could always, like, you could cut them up, and you still use the, the fuse, and then it would, you know, like a little flash, or it would bang up. Right. And one time I found um, a couple of discarded fireworks, and I, I lit them. And nothing happened. Uh-oh. And I kind of, yeah, and I bent down closer to him to see if, you know, I could obviously poke it or light it again. And I lit it again and it exploded. <laughs> Whoa. So it was actually fire. And, it was an actual firecracker. Yeah. Firecracker. Yeah. And it, you know, it didn't burn me or anything, but it, my face was so close to it that when it exploded, I couldn't hear. All oh I heard was God. that, you know, like, like they do in the movies that just loud, that ringing yeah, noise. The- yeah, Something and like I that. couldn't yeah. hear anything else, and I was terrified. And I, I went in the house, and I was like looking around for my mother, and she wasn't home at the time. <laughs> oh my and god! Eventually, eventually, the sound, you know, it obviously had that must have scared the hell out of you. It was terrifying. I'm like, I am never going to be able to hear again. I was, yeah, out of my mind, crazy. And then, you know, I sat down for a while, and by the time, you know, I found my mother who had gone out, and she came back. You know, the ringing had diminished enough so I could still hear. You might... I was like that. That could have uh, that could have been really bad. You're like, mother, where have you been? <laughs> um, yeah, that's I... what you get for uh, playing with dead firecrackers. How old were you again? Oh, I was I was probably maybe ten. We had we had some. Ex- my brothers and I had some experience with some of those firecrackers and bottle rockets as a kid, as kids, because like the the neighbors across the street had family in Tennessee. We lived in te- in Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky. And they would go down to Tennessee where you could buy all kinds of fireworks, in- including the firecrackers and, you know, bottle rockets and stuff like that. But in, in Kentucky, you could- all you could buy was, like, the smoke bombs and the sparklers, like you were talking about, like those. Do you remember those little snake things that we used? Oh, yeah, the little black charcoal thing. Right, you light it and it's like a charcoal snake comes out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, So anyway, they would, you know, once or twice a year, they would... Uh, come up, come back with a bunch of fireworks, and we go set them off and stuff. We would do stuff like, um, well, <laughs> it was kind of stupid, but 
<laughs> um, take two bottle rockets and tape them together, but one's facing one way, one's facing the other. <laughs> yeah. And then you, you try to light both wicks, you know, both, uh, uh, not wicks, fuses. but fuses, both fuses at the same time. But what happened was, so we lit it and then, so the bottle rocket shoots up in the sky, but then it shoots right back at us because the, <laughs> <laughs> because the other one, so we go, we go diving for our lives and then, um. We we would blow stuff up at the time for some reason we were collecting bottle caps. We had so we had like probably thousands of bottle caps between the you know four of us or something. My th- my two brothers and and this other kid maybe his brother too I don't know. Um, but so we we make, we would make like pyramids with bottle caps and blow those up. And one thing I thought was really cool, probably also not smart especially for kids, is that we took one of those little um, uh, roll on deodorant bottles. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was empty, you know, for the most part, I guess. And then you, you like kind of make a hole in the bottom and you put a firecracker in there and then you set, you light the firecracker and run away. And when the firecracker explodes, it shoots that ball up into the sky. Oh, and then nice. when, when you, if you can find the ball, when it comes back down, you can snap it back into the, the top of the, the bottle and do it over and over again. Oh, so, if any kids are listening right now, do not try this. Yeah. No. <laughs> don't don't do anything stupid like we did. We we yeah. made it out lucky. Now, most of those fireworks are pretty small. Um, then it was nothing like those, you know, you hear about the stories about M80s, which is like, I don't know, an eighth of a, yeah, stick those of are dynamite bad. or something or cherry bombs and stuff like that. We didn't have ours were those just the firecrackers that little uh, black cats. You know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Has like a little black cat logo on it and stuff. Anyway, because they would come in like a strip, or they go pop, 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 or the uh, the bottle rockets, which are basically the same thing, but they would also have a um, you know a rocket effect. I don't know how. Yeah, they, that was know. that was good times. Good times. Yeah. Well, Luckily, we honestly, I'm not deaf now. I could be deaf right now. Yeah, we we wouldn't be doing this podcast right now if you had become deaf. <laughs> That's very true. Well, we could be, but we'd have a translator. Someone would be reading your typing or something, or you'd be doing sign language, and we would hear. You know, like um, uh, maybe maybe you would have like a female translator. You know, like uh, uh, Marty Madland has a guy translator. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We we might not even be friends though, because if well, I was deaf, true. then I would have gone to a different school and probably. You may have uh, never worked up at Wizard, and I may have never up, worked at Wizard. Yeah. Yeah, and I would never know. I'd say I feel like something's missing here, and I don't know what it is. <laughs> I'd like to do a podcast about time, but I don't know who to do it with. <laughs> Who out there <laughs> would know or would want to talk about time? <laughs> Did we talk about the the, um, the Chicago song? Does anybody really know what time it is? No, Does we Does anybody not. really care about time? <laughs> oh, do you, you, know, you don't know oh, that you know song? What I, did, I, did, I don't know that song, but you I know what to, I did watch today? At least uh, last half of? Uh, besides porn? Uh, no, I didn't watch any porn. Oh, okay, okay. Last half of... No, I have no about, idea. About time. Oh, okay, cool. I was well, flipping channels, and I, I found it, and I, like you and Back to the Future, I just had to sit down and finish watching it. I was I was actually going to say, why why only the last half? And then it makes sense, because it just was on TV. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. happens to me, too, with... Well, I think we discussed this already. But, um, um, uh, with Also with um, the Shawshank Redemption... Oh yes, another yeah. great one. Yeah, I'm hearing fireworks. Get busy like, living. Like, oh, you are. I don't hear them. Yeah, somebody's lighting off fireworks. I hear like a a plane. 
No, no. Well, that's the dangerous thing here in Southern California. We could have brush fires tomorrow or something. Or, you know, there's probably going to be some drunk idiot tonight lighting stuff, lighting fireworks off. He's going to burn down half the county or something. Yeah, and that's true. And we're in a drought, so it's it's much. More yeah, dangerous. that's what I mean. It's so so dry. I know that last summer in Colorado, they they were outlawing fireworks, and I think they 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 uh, canceled a bunch of fireworks displays uh, because they were afraid of brush fires. So, yeah. That's that's um dangerous stuff. Dangerous, dangerous. Yeah, kids, be careful out there. Only you can prevent forest fires. <laughs> Says Smokey Bear. It's Smokey not Smokey bear. it's not Smokey the Bear. It's Smokey, that's really? I think it's just Smokey Bear, yeah. I could be totally wrong, but I'm I think that's what it is. I, I I'm I have to look it up. Um But uh so so basically we both liked predestination. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that people who aren't turned off by uh, Im- totally impossible uh, paradoxes, they'll probably like it okay. I mean, I think – I say totally impossible because, you know, how can you really impregnate yourself to have, give birth to yourself? So, Well, you know, he, he did have both both things and they were fully functional, so. Yeah, but the, the, is, but the thing is – But the thing is – Yeah, wouldn't the genes be too close – yeah, yeah. I mean, you could you definitely run the risk of 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 an imbecile, you know, like the like the royal families used to do. Yeah, I'm gonna impress. Yeah, but I don't think when he had sex with himself as a girl, I don't uh, uh, I don't think he was thinking that because I don't think he did. He know at the time that it was that was a previous version of. Well, I guess he had to. No, when he was the girl, he didn't know. Right, when, when he was the girl, he didn't know. Was the yeah. guy he knew, yeah. Of course, but at the same time, when he was a guy, he also wasn't thinking, "I'm going to give birth to myself," because he had no idea that we yeah, only, he didn't know that at the time. And we only find out it towards the end, right? When you see like the, there's a little kid in an orphanage or something, isn't? Doesn't when the, the when the future Ethan Hawke goes and steals him? Oh no, because in the story he told when he was a woman, you found out that the the baby was stolen. Right, from the that's right. And then you find out that the future Ethan Hawke was the who is the girl and the guy, went and stole himself to deliver it back to the past, to the orphanage, so it could grow up as a girl. Right, right. Because he realized, oh my God, I just gave birth to myself. But I, yeah. but in order for me to have sex with myself, to give birth to myself, <laughs> I have to take myself back in time even further. Yeah, it's very strange. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of, it's ridiculous. But at the same time, like you said, the way they tell the story, it keeps you going to the end. And you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. Even though, if you really think about it, it's totally ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, and they never, it was, it was, the way they did it was kind of cool. Because when they didn't want you to know something, they never showed the face. Like when the girl is... Telling her story about the guy that she met who just left one day, yeah. you never see that guy's face. Right, we don't know we later don't. till oh yeah. And when they show it from kind of like they did in Back to the Future too, they showed it from a different perspective. So when you're going right. now from the guy's point of view, now you see that that's him, and he can. It's like when Marty is. saw himself on stage from backstage. Yes, yes, that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Times. Good times, times. <laughs> uh, I see what you did there. Speaking of time, what uh, do you have a a time quandary uh, for me this week? Yes, I do. Our second official time quandary. Yes, are you ready for it? Yeah, I'm ready. Uh, I know you've given to me already, but let's. let's, uh, let's so I've had let's, a little time to think about know. it. So the question is, 
if you're you you are offered this chance to to go back in time and you can choose any point in time you want so just say you choose your your teenage years so you choose when you're 18 so you go back to when you're 18 and you can do whatever you want change things blah 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 you live out your whole life until you die but when you die you immediately jump back to when you're 18 again so it's a constant it's it's groundhog day but instead of just being one day it's it's an entire life groundhog life groundhog. so i i have to choose a point in my life yeah, choose yeah, in yeah, my I mean, in my life. I can't go. I can't go back in time to the '60s. I have to do no. It, in, it has to be in, in your life. life. And then uh, you can you you know all the stuff from the future, so you know what's what's going to happen. Now, when I choose to go back in time the first time, do I know that I will relive this this my life, and that when I die, I will go back to that moment again? Uh, yes. Once you okay. once you start the cycle, it doesn't stop. Here's one question I had thinking about this was, uh, what if I could just get tired of living over and over again? What, what if, well, you know? That's the thing. It does, I mean, you can get tired of it, but it's still going to happen. So if you're like Bill Murray in, in Groundhog Day and decide to jump off a bridge, right. <laughs> as soon as you die, you wake up in the exact same spot. Maybe, uh, maybe I would get lucky like Bill Murray, and at some point I would finally something would happen like I would be enlightened or something and then I would move forward with that day but I would continue with my life and just die and never come back to life I don't know well it's 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 a tough thing if that's the only way you can go back and and you know do the things you never got a chance to do I mean it it would give you an opportunity to do things that you never could do in one life yeah and you could you could totally learn from your mistakes in ways you couldn't before because you could go back and and say, well, that one time when, you know, I did this one decision and it really hurt my friend, uh, I'm going to change that decision so I won't hurt my friend and then we'll see what happens or whatever. You know, you could do so or whatever it is. You know, you could just learn from – the only thing is I think what I was thinking about is you, as you go back each time, if you remember every life – your brain's going to start to get really crowded, and it would. Be... <laughs> it would there. Yes, there. It would get very confusing. You know, you wake up one day and it's like, "Where's our dog Marty? We don't have a dog. What are you talking about? No, we've had that dog for like twelve years. <laughs> uh, no, uh, oh, and then you remember, oh no, that was another lifetime, and yeah, it would yeah. get confusing, and and I think you know, even like they they played it out well in Groundhog Day. It would get very annoying and depressing too because you're constantly doing the same things with people who don't remember that you did them right well see for me i think i would try something completely different in other words uh you know say instead of moving to new york in 1998 i would go okay now i'm gonna move to australia you know or something you know so you so you do something so different that it's not monotonous you know yeah there's there's many things you could do but you know, obviously, if you've lived enough time, you're going to have done everything. Yeah, the only problem is, what if you've had like you know five or six wives in these lifetimes, and then you keep calling them by the wrong name? <laughs> then you're going to end up alone because no one will ever be with you because you keep using the wrong name to you know. Wow. Oh, come on, babe! You've never called me babe. What are you talking about? I mean, honey, no, you have no pet names for me. Oh. Sarah? Yeah, My name is Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> that's 
there's a lot of a lot of issues that arise too because you know when you're like they did in and we discussed I think in episode one about about time certain you know certain sperm meet certain egg at a certain time oh yeah you yeah because you could you could be hanging out with your brother on a night that previously he had had sex with his wife so you got your niece or your nephew and then I and may now, never have him yeah yeah you don't get him and be, obviously you wouldn't be able to get that every time so and that would be kind of sad or it could even be your own kid because you could say oh i gotta remember have to have sex with my wife on july 3rd of this year you know so that we can have our kid and then you know maybe you'd maybe you have twins instead or you don't have any kid at all you know for yeah. whatever reason it just doesn't happen so oh yeah because the variables are so different every you know there's too many different every variables so. so what do you i mean is it something that you can just learn to live with because I mean, I think I would be tempted to do it, even if somebody said, "Now look, you're gonna you're gonna keep basically doing this for eternity until the universe explodes, or you know, till the sun destroys the the solar system or something." And you know, so you better be ready. You know, I think I still would be tempted because I'm like, "Yeah, let me try it again." Yeah, you I think know. I think you ha- uh, it's it is a tough call, but I would I would say yes, and you you would have to just steel yourself to the the changes right. that you would make and. The annoying habits or whatever that it would bring to you because you would be doing the same things yeah. or you could do completely different things, but then, you know, you'd miss out on a group of friends that you really liked or, right. you know, meeting somebody that you ended up marrying at some point. Now, the the thing with Groundhog Day was he was trapped in this small town, uh, Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, right? P- mm-hmm. Punxsutawney, is that how you say it? Punxsutawney. Um, because they were snowed in, so he even if he wanted to leave the town, he couldn't because he was kind of stuck there. So he knew that he had to relive that day. So at first, he was enjoying it. Oh, I'm going to learn how to play piano, or I'm going to do this, you know, I'm going to do that. And then it gets really sickening because he's sick of it, right? He's like, <laughs> yeah, because like the first, I would say even the first maybe fifty lifetimes that you live would be yeah. pretty awesome because you can do anything. But then after a while, you'd be like. I'm going back to – it's like if you choose back to go back to, say, your last year of high school, you have yeah. to constantly relive that last year of high school. Yeah, I think I would skip high school. I'd do it more like in college. <laughs> you, know, you know, I think I, I definitely wouldn't want to relive high school. You know, when you're out of high school, you have more choices. You know, you're like – you know, you can choose, oh, I'm going to go to college or I'm not. I'm going to go – maybe I'm going to go travel around Europe. I'm going to go backpacking in Australia or the Antarctica or something, you know. So – um yeah, you definitely want to you, – you wouldn't want to go to – yeah, I don't think you'd want to go to a point in high school because, uh, you know, like I said, you high school, you're going to have to go to school. You're going to have to go to class and relive unless you just want to become a dropout and risk the problems that's going to come with that, you know. But there really wouldn't – I mean, if you've done it enough times, there wouldn't really be any problem. Well, Drop yeah. out of high school, but you already know how to get rich or – Yeah, you could drop out and you're like – um, you know, go take your GED, GED in your sleep and then go buy Apple stock and become rich or something, you know. So, <laughs> uh, and then you could like, you know, but then you could be like an amazing philanthropist or something. You could become so rich that you could change the world. May- maybe that's what you would do. Maybe you would have so many times you would you could like relive it and then you could think, how can I change the world? Literally change the world for the how can I make a future a Star Trek future? The only problem is you wouldn't really live to see the future because you're going to die at some point anyway in your natural lifespan, and then you well, got to yeah, relive it. That's the thing because no matter what good or bad you do, when you die, 
it's it's all redone. It's it's all erased, and you have to do it all again. Yeah, I don't like that. I mean, <laughs> I, I, like I said, I think I think I would be so tempted, I probably would do it, but then. Uh, I think I would live to regret it. Maybe, maybe it would be fifty, you know, fifty or sixty lifetimes, like you said. But I think at some point I'd be like, "Oh, this is exhausting." And then, you know, I wonder if you would like kill yourself sooner. You're like, Ugh, "Okay, I don't want to go to, you know, live to be eighty again. I'm just going to jump off the bridge." But it doesn't matter because as soon as you're dead, like yeah, yeah I know. But you, what, I, what yeah, I'm you... yeah, but what I'm saying is like, say you like you wake up. And then, you know, it's been a couple of months and you're like, man, this is not going the way I'd like it to. Uh, I don't want to see where this, how this plays out. I'm going to start over from here. Yeah. And then you jump off a bridge and then you wake up a few months earlier and then you go over again, you know. So um, I guess that's one advantage. If you're like, if your life's getting really shitty and you don't like the way it's headed, you could just kill yourself and then start over. Could. But maybe whoever set up the rules said, no, if you kill yourself... uh what could happen? I don't know what could be the the consequences. Because um, if yeah. you if the consequences are if you kill yourself, you're dead for good. That might be a good thing because you might get to a certain point where you're like, okay, I'm tired, I'm I'm done, you know. Um, but if the consequences are you kill yourself, um, you you oh maybe the consequences would be if you you know you kill yourself and you wake right back up at the exact same place where you tried to kill yourself. Oh. In, other, in other words, you go to jump off a bridge, and then you go, you jump off the bridge, you go splat, but then you wake up and you're standing up on the top of the bridge again. Oh. And so, in other words, or you, or you wake up just as you jumped. Oh, that would be horrible. But then, because then, <laughs> then you would be in an endless loop of falling and falling and falling. Yeah, and you can't even stop it because you're, you know, you're in oh, midair. That would be like a living hell. What yeah, kind what of? If they, that, what if they told you that? Like that's. If you if you do a suicide thing, yeah. that's what you're going to end up doing. Yeah, you will be in the middle of a you will be in a suicide loop. That'd be terrible. That's a good name for a book, suicide loop. Ooh! Don't steal that. Nobody steal that. I'm already going to take it. I already oh. copyright and trademark. I'm going to edit it out. Oh, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> trademark, Mike Fasolo. Um, TMNC. That is. Uh, uh, yeah, that's that would be tough. That would be tough. Um because uh I think that um I mean, you know, I think about the the going back to Groundhog Day and I remember when I, you know, especially the first time I watched it, but even now rewatching it, you you kind I kind of feel for him cuz I'm like, oh, this is kind of fun, but you when he starts to get just into that dark place where he's just fed up and then like Ned Ned Ryerson, you know, <laughs> He just punches him. He sees Ned, and before Ned could even say anything, he just punches him in the face. You know, he's just sick of it all, right? Yeah. Uh, and then he gets so mad because nothing he does can save the homeless guy in the alley. Yeah. Uh, but then um, he then at the end, he comes to the realization that hey, life is great, and even even if I can't, you know, save everyone? fix this yeah. one. Yeah, I can't save everyone. I can still save as many people as I can, and it makes me feel good. Right. Which is why he eventually was able to come out of it. And they never explained what it was that put him in the time loop. Like, was it the universe or was it you right. know, God or something? It was just, I got it. Was, yeah, I just got the impression like the universe or whatever was putting him in, you know, uh, into it's sort of like it's sort of like the Grinch sort of thing, you know. Um, you know. So maybe it's like, you know, he's being taught a lesson. 
The Grinch, yes. you know, the Grinch, the um, the It's a Wonderful Life, Family Man, that kind of thing. See, I need the universe to to do something like that to me. Yeah, the universe doesn't care about us. <laughs> <laughs> I want the universe to care. I saw a skit about it. Maybe it was SNL. If it was, you didn't see it, but because you don't really watch that. But oh, but admit it, you did like the Californian skit I sent you. I did like that. That was pretty funny. That was the 40th anniversary, though, so I'm sure that they had to have some. Really yeah, well, they had they had they sort of ramped up some of the funny. So, um, but I saw a skit about something like that about. Uh, white girls, you know, thanking the universe for doing stuff like, I just feel like the universe put me in this nail salon today just for me. You know, like, yeah, like the universe, yeah, it cares about your nails and <laughs> your, you know, you finding the best bagel in town. Or so, I don't know. It's just, you know, ridiculous stuff like that. You know, it's so funny. Um, I don't know why it's just white girls, but, you know, because it's funnier that way, maybe. <laughs> or maybe, maybe, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's only white girls who say, the universe is just con- conspiring to help me today. You know, like, I don't know. Uh, anyway, oh, the universe. it would be much funnier if you saw it yourself. You had to be there. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so, uh, well, so what would you do? Yeah. So why don't you answer your time, Quandry? I think I kind of answered. What, what would you do? Would you choose to do it if you knew all of this stuff? I think I would. I think I'd have to just to for even for the first few lifetimes to to change things and to do them, you know, quote unquote, right this time. I think you'd you'd have to give it a shot. I know eventually you would get tired of it and, you know, you could set little goals for yourself like, oh, this type of life I'm going to live in you know, California the whole time. And this one, I'm right. going to live in Mexico the whole time. This one, I'm going to live in Colorado. So you'd have different things you could do and different people you'd meet, but it would get, it would get tedious and it would get confusing, but I think I'd still probably choose to do it. The confusion might be helped by making drastic changes in your choices though. Yeah. You know, where you're like, you know, instead you're going to live in Europe this time and now you're going to live yeah. in Asia the next time. So you're, so that you're such an, you're in such a different place that you can keep it separate. In other words, like, in other words, like, say you were you lived a whole lifetime in France, and then the next time you lived it in Japan. And while you're in Japan, you're just thinking of France as you know that's just the past for you. You know, it's not like it's not confusing you because you're you're not like oh I have the same wife but we have different kids this time. You know, mm. <laughs> or this time we just have dogs and we don't have any kids or whatever. <laughs> Or now I'm a crazy cat lady or, you know, <laughs> guy. Or maybe you become a crazy little cat lady. I don't know. I, I'm, you know. Yeah, I'm sure it, it would eventually wear your brain out because there would be so yeah. much in there and so many different things that you had done that you, I guess, I don't know. Would you even be able to remember everything you've done? Well, maybe not. Maybe it would be like kind of like a hard drive. At a certain point, it just starts overwriting past memories. So, mm. you know, you, your brain says, well, we got to make room for new memories. We're just going to forget the first 10 lifetimes this jackass <laughs> lived. Just gonna delete it. Delete, delete. Well, that would be kind of weird because then you might forget that you actually can start over. So you might, then like the next time you die, you wake up and you're like, what the, you know. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. That, that's a that's an interesting quandary. It's quandary a tough call. Quandary. A time quandary. Yeah, I don't. That's 
Uh, yeah, I think you would have to do it. I don't know. I can't imagine not doing it, even though even you, even though you knew the risks and and what. Because I think also in my mind, I would think uh, I'll figure out a way to beat this. You know, like, like, cause the guy's going, no, no, you can't, you can't beat it. You're this, this is no, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. <laughs> just, just let me do it. I'll figure it out. Eventually. And the guy's like, no, I set this up. You're not going to figure it out. This is endless. You know, who are you to say? Um, the guy the that universe. sets the guy, the universe guy or what? Yeah. I'm God. I set it up this way. This is how it works. Um, but then again, why would you be chosen to be, to the, be the one? Uh, it could just be random selection. Could be just say it's like a a crazy alien race that wants to see how long you can last without losing your mind. Yeah, maybe this alien race like lives thousands of years, so they're just going to be studying you like a lab rat. Yeah. They're like, we'll put you in this situation and we'll see your reactions, and then we can figure out if Earth needs to be conquered or not. They'll poke and prod you. It'll be like the yeah, like the Twilight Zone when they're like. Did you ever see that? It was either Twilight Zone or it was um, Outer Limits where these aliens came and said, uh, yeah, uh, you have like 24 hours or five days, whatever it is, to get your affairs in order and try to prove to us that you're worthy uh, of us. Otherwise, we're going to destroy your planet. And then so all the world's leaders get together and they they finally decide. They they end up, you know, in, in a remarkably short period of time, they... Uh, come to agreement of world peace. And the aliens go, we knew you were a bunch of wusses. We just knew it. We This is why we're destroying you, because you are not a warrior race. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, oh, man. <laughs> so in other words, they just did just the opposite of what the aliens wanted. You know, The aliens basically, we're going to give you a chance to show that you can be as ruthless as we are. Otherwise, mm-hmm. we're going to kill you. And then, and if we we just up. launched all our nukes at them, they would yeah, have, they might. They, they exactly. Said, you guys are cool. Yeah, exactly. So there's probably like one guy in Russia or something like, um, you know, Putin is like, I told you we should have nuked him. <laughs> I told nobody listens to me. Nobody listens to me. I even took my shirt off and rode a horse. <laughs> again. And, yeah, again, I was on a horse when I told you that too. <laughs> that you re- I'm really serious when I'm on a horse with no shirt on. <laughs> Now, if people don't know what uh, anything about Vladimir Putin, then they would be kind of lost right now. Do you remember? You remember my Russian neighbors in New York? I do. I, they gave me the the most bitter and strongest cup of coffee. Oh yes, yes. The, I have ever had in my entire life. The it Turkish took all coffee. I, all I could to, yeah to, to choke it down. Yeah, that was after one of our dinners where they had the you know they <laughs> they like they like to serve lots of vodka during dinner and then afterwards uh, some Turkish coffee, which I guess is basically. Just uh, you know, um, they they you cooking it on the stove. I think what they do is you just like kind of put the coffee in the pot, like in a you know on the stove on a pot with water. So you like actually have the coffee in there, you know, in the coffee grounds. And then when you pour it in the cup, you try not to pour the coffee grounds in your cup. But yeah, very strong. I would always ask for like lots of sugar when I when they would give me that. <laughs> yeah, they're like, yeah, come on over for coffee, and you were like, yeah, let's go for coffee, and I almost died. I'm trying to remember now why I even brought them up. I know I had to do with, oh because um, Vladimir Putin. Yeah, Vladimir Putin. They had talked about him and stuff because um, I remember um, um, Armin, who is the 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 husband. He he went. He worked. He still worked in in Russia. And would go back and forth. He was working on a, a um, 
railway system with trains, you know, building building the train cars his company did. I don't know how that worked because he lived in New York, up, you know, in in well, technically upstate, I guess, Rockland County. But um, anyways, uh, yeah, they brought he brought me back a Vladimir Putin T-shirt one time, <laughs> <laughs> and then later I'm like, I, I never wore it because it didn't fit it. It was a little small, and then I thought, what's well, kind of a you know, kind of a cool kitschy sort of you know souvenir from Russia where I've never been, but you know, uh, and then. Then later I thought, well, he's kind of an asshole. I don't want to keep a T-shirt. <laughs> of I don't want. I don't want to like. What if I died? You know, and and then people were like cleaning out my closet. And they're like, he was a Vladimir Putin fan. What is this? <laughs> or what if what if Russia attacked us and took over and they saw oh, you yeah. in your Vladimir Putin T-shirt? I they put it on really great. quick. Put on real quick. <laughs> Vladimir, I love Vladimir. Don't kill me. Don't kill me. Well, I guess we could wrap it up at this point or kind of bring it to a close. Uh, our third episode, 30th anniversary of Back to the Future. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so what do you want to talk about next time? What, uh, you want to talk about a movie, a TV show, uh, a book? What, uh, gee, I don't know. I don't. I mean, there's there's a billion movies we could Well, do. yeah. Have there, are there any new ones that... Or I could I could see if I could find primer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you mean primer? Why would you pronounce it? Pr- well, yeah, because I was saying primer before, but yeah, before we started the podcast. But that's actually just a, you know a little textbook for elementary kids. So I guess it's primer, uh, which you haven't seen yet, but it's a good time travel movie. Um. Low budget, but it's it's yeah, I liked it. I think I think you would like it too, but you know it's hard to say. Um, let's see, we could do uh, yeah. There's a lot of I mean we you know we could talk about Quantum Leap. We haven't talked about that yet. That's a good time travel TV show. That is is actually Quantum Leap uh, is kind of like the the question I posed. And, yeah, but, in but a he way, does yeah. it. Yeah, he does it involuntarily. He just kind of keeps jumping. But yeah. he's also not messing with his life either. He's messing with other people's. No, he travels within his lifetime, but he's changing others. Because uh, we could talk about the whole idea behind the show and how he didn't really know why he was time traveling. Because at some point he actually felt like he believed that someone was directing it, whether it was God or something else. Some sort of outside force was directing his his jumps. Yeah, well, we could, yeah, we could do... Because there's a big... Big uproar over the ending of right. that, like in most uh, of the yeah. series. Yeah, we could talk about that and how we both of us perceive the endings. Um, but um, yeah, I love that show. I don't know about you, but I love that show. Oh yeah, it was great. Quantum Leap used to watch that in the eighties. Oh, the eighties. Yeah, the eighties, and to, even into the early nineties. Yeah. Because um, it's wasn't it in like ninety one, ninety two, or something like that. Oh. I should do we won't do it on the podcast but I should do a um, if you do a contest t- TV theme songs and you see if you could figure them out <laughs> so yeah we can do quantum leap and then you can come up with another yeah I could come quandary. up with a time quandary for next week for next if we do it next week so far we've done it one every week so that's good and we should continue doing we should, that. We should. Uh, in fact, now I think we've beat Pat and Chris because I don't think 
they're going to have an episode of Thank You for Doing This this week. So mm. we're ahead. Woohoo! We win! Yeah, we rock. Go Marty! Ooh. I don't know what that thing was at the end, but... Do you, uh, do you, oh, you don't, um, do you Twitter my new podcast is... Oh uh, yeah, I do. I tweet. I tweet the new. There's a new podcast up. I tweet it. You didn't uh-huh. know that? May, well, you know what? I don't. Maybe I didn't tweet the last time, but I think I did the first one, but maybe not the second one. I don't know. I don't remember seeing them. You know, I might have done it and then forgot to tag you, which is just horrible of me because I still should see it though because I, I do follow you, so I should see your tweets. That's true, and I haven't been tweeting a whole lot lately, so I'm just been so busy. Uh, a lot of times it's just a retweet something that sounds interesting, you know, usually comic book related. Um, so I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't remember for sure, but I'll, I'll, I should have. If I didn't, I apologize. Oh, that's quite all right. Cause I was just going to retweet your tweet of, of uh, yeah. the new podcast, or I guess I could tweet my own. Cause you're lazy like that. Yeah. I'm, you don't want to have, you don't want to have to type out your own. You want to just retweet. Yes, I just hit a button instead. Tweet and retweet. We tweet and retweet. We're sitting on a fence. What? What? Do you remember that old joke? Pete and repeat. Yeah, Pete and repeat. The the joke that was funny when you were ten years old or or less. <laughs> that is so funny, huh? You because you said repeat, so I repeated the joke and. Yeah, that's not funny. It's like when well, you don't know because I was gonna say it's like when your little brother is mocking you. Uh, in repeating everything you say, but you were you were probably the little brother with your sister. I was I was the little brother. Yes. Yeah. She's like, stop saying that, Mike. Stop saying that. <laughs> I hate you, Mike. I hate you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> no, I yeah. As a middle kid, I got the worst and the best, the best and both best and worst of both worlds. You know, I get I get I get beat the you know my brother beats the crap out of me, then I get to beat the crap out of my little brother. Mm. Yeah. You're you were like the the Jan. Of the, yeah, the Wooten yeah. family. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was the Jan of the Wootens. Um, yeah, I had a had a uh, a fake boyfriend named George Glass. <laughs> 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 I went to school with a fake afro one time. No, <laughs> I had my own little blonde afro. I didn't need any fake. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I remember that picture of me with curly hair. When yes, little... you're sitting on a couch. Yeah. Uh, no, that one I don't have a big afro. Uh, I actually have hair, though. Yeah, that one. I remember you going, Russ, why are your shorts so short? <laughs> I said, because it's like 1989. Everybody's shorts are that short. I actually, somebody somebody else said that to me, right? And I had to prove to them that shorts in 1989 were just ridiculously short. It was just the, the thing. So I pulled up the N- NBA from like the 1989 NBA Finals. And sure enough, all those guys had ridiculously short shorts. Yeah. Yeah, that was the time. And was it was just, actually... that was just the thing for some reason. And then people realized, not only is this uncomfortable, it just looks weird. <laughs> yeah. And then the, you know, the, then the jean shorts came in. The jorts, <laughs> the jorts, which I loved. I thought my, my jean shorts were were the best. But I mean, I don't, I'm not talking like the the regular jean shorts. I'm talking like the ones where you cut them off yourself. Oh, I did that when I was a little kid. Oh, yeah, when I was like, I lo- that was that was when my I was favorite like, style. When I was like eight years old or something. Oh, it was you great. know, you cut oh, them off loved- and they get all raggedy. But um, yeah, loved my jean shorts getting cut. I don't. Off like- I don't want to see you know your legs in jean shorts. That's scary. Cut off. I'll have to find a walking around, walking around in Daisy Dukes. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, they weren't that short, but they were. <laughs> some of them were short. Mike's walking around. We wear short shorts. <laughs> oh man! Well, that uh, you would be perfect for the Nair commercial if they could actually remove the hair on your legs. <laughs> actually, I don't know if I've seen your hairy legs. I've seen your hairy arms. I know that you. I would. I would have to assume that your legs are just as hairy, if not more so. My my legs are quite. There's actually one spot on my, on one of my shins that has no hair whatsoever. That was where uh, they grafted from another body to. Ooh. I don't know. That's so the aliens did something to you. Oh, I wish. I wish they'd done something to me. Something better. <laughs> you, something better than they did. You. You wish you had an alien probe from the <laughs> aliens. What is wrong? Hey, I'm not judging. <laughs> um, the. Uh, I was going to say something about aliens, and I just totally spaced out. But, you know, it's late. It's been a long week. Uh, it's been a good cut podcast, though. I think it was fun. Yeah. Um, hopefully, the people who listened enjoyed it. I know that, like I said, I know my, uh, my, my friend Christian listens, the guy who provided the music for us. Uh, I don't know anybody else that's listening. Well, our friend Deanna uh, from our Wizard Days, she listened to the first podcast. She liked it. She enjoyed our tangents and our, ta- <laughs> our talks of Taco Bell Wednesday. <laughs> Yeah, that's what she was listening for. She didn't care about the rest of it. Yeah, she's like, when we got done talking about the wizard stuff, she was probably like uh, tuning out, you know. Oh, these guys are dorks. Ugh, what is this time travel business? Jeez. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she was not. She was unfamiliar, I think, with with Dark Mike. And uh, uh, yeah, when did she get there? She was there probably after Dark. Yeah. Yeah, because she started uh, as an intern um, right around the time, right? Not long. I would want. I want to say like a couple of months before, maybe more than a couple of months. But uh, you know, Dan and I quit Wizard in June of '01, and she started in early, early, early uh, 2001. Uh, you know, maybe January or something. Maybe before that, but it was. I know that it was uh, not too long before. Dan and I left. Um, so, yes, it's it's so yeah. weird to think of those times because it seems like she was there forever. Right, right. And if she started yeah. in in early two thousand one, and I was gone by September of two thousand one, right. I only worked with her for a few months. Yeah, that's what's crazy. It was because uh, it, it does seem like a long time, but that's yeah. I don't know. I have to ask her again to see what uh, she's working with me on a comic book uh, anthology. I told you about it. I was wanting to get you to write a story for it, but um, you've been too busy, so... (laughs) I never did. Yeah, you never did. You you have time now. There's still time. There's still time. We could talk Uh, about it, but anyway, she's going to be the editor on the book, so she'll be making sure that we get get stuff uh, together when we're supposed to, and we, you know, have our dot our I's and cross our T's and mind our P's and Q's. Oh, yes. All that kind of stuff. Maybe I'll, I'll, you know Um, what, I'll tell you that I'm probably going to do something and then I probably won't. Then you won't, yeah. You'll let me down just like I let you down, I'm (laughs) sure, at some point. (laughs) Never, Russ, never. Yeah. I've never, like, said I was going to be there and then had to bail at the last minute. No, no, you never do that. Or I never, I've never, I've never been late to any of our uh, meetings, uh, you know, meetups or whatever. Nope, nope. Yes, I know you told your wife that I'm a dawdler. I well, dawdle. She's, she's a dawdler. She's j- almost as bad as you are. Oh, yeah. She's so, just, yeah. you know, she's like, okay, I got to be out of the house by, you know, 8 o'clock. At 8 o'clock, she's just starting to get ready. <laughs> and then she's, you know, I got to do this, I got to do that. And then she's like, oh, did you, you know, cover up the furniture because it's going to rain? I'm like, 
It's eight thirty. Shouldn't you be out of here? Well, no. Well, yes, I should have. But and I'm like, you just keep dawdling, and she'll find little things to do around the house just to dawdle. And I'm like, what are you doing? Does it, it does it drive you crazy if like you're going somewhere together and you've been ready for like a half an hour or something? And yeah, she'll because she'll yell at me. She'll be say she's you know getting into the shower. She'll be like, start getting ready, and and as soon as I'm done, we're gonna go. And the first couple times I was like, okay, fine. So I'd get ready. And then I'd be sitting in my clothes for an hour waiting for her. So now when she says get ready, I just, yeah, okay. And then I sit down and I watch TV. Because <laughs> it takes me, you know, three seconds to put, put some clothes on. That's, that's so she, that's, it's kind of cliche, like a sitcom or something. <laughs> you know? It's, it's exactly. You that. know, women, they take so long <laughs> to get ready. <laughs> yeah, she's just a toddler. Yeah, well, I can relate, I guess. My problem is that I, I, I just, uh, uh, I don't estimate the time it's going to take correctly. You know, I, I sort of think, oh, okay, I've got an hour, I've got plenty of time. Next thing you know, five minutes, what? <laughs> you know, it's, I swear, to God, it's, 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 it's a problem, Mike. It's a problem. I admit it is, but, it's, it but is you know, problem. it's, you know, the first, that's the first step, admitting yeah. you have a problem. Exactly. Exactly. Well, at least now, uh, you know, I'll be able to, um, I, I won't have uh, vehicle issues that will uh, it, it com- compound my dawdling. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. But see, now you also have no excuse. Right, right. Like if right. you say you didn't want to go to some place. Oh, that's go, true. Oh, my van doesn't uh, work. You're like, Russ, I know you just got a new van. <laughs> I was there when you bought it, and I've seen it. It drives fine. There's nothing wrong with it. No, Mike, you, there's nothing wrong with it. You cannot use it as an excuse. No, the ramp, the ramp doesn't go down. I know the ramp goes down. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're like, okay, I'm on. I'll, I'm coming over. I'm gonna make sure. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna look at it. Well, no, what we uh, should do when when you get your new van. Yeah. Our, your first trip should be to Taco Bell. Yes, yes, we should do Taco Bell. <laughs> well, if it's it doesn't have to be Wednesday. We should go to Taco. I haven't been to Taco. I probably haven't been to Taco Bell since you and I went to Taco Bell in 2010. Wow! When you came to visit in Denver, and we made a special trip to Taco Bell. It's probably the last time I've been to Taco Bell, and and now I'm kind of sad because I haven't uh, partaken in the non-Mexican food that is Taco Bell. Well, there's there's plenty of them out here, and. Uh... I haven't been in a while. Oh, you know what? I take that back. I was wrong. I do remember one time uh, when I was living in Denver. Um, I went to the Taco Bell downtown, and and, and I, I walked down there or rolled down there to get the. I wanted to try the Dorito taco shell. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. 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 That is the... so. So I so that was in I want to say 2012. So it's been yeah a good three years since I've been to Taco, which was probably good for my body, but yeah, yeah. Uh, my taste buds wish. You know, yeah, I love Taco Bell, but I I know that it's. Not, I mean, I used to live in South Texas in San Antonio, so I know what like real Mexican food tastes like. But um, yeah, any anyone who who's like, oh, Taco Bell is real Mexican food. No, that's no. clearly not, and I'm not eating it for the Mexican taste. Right, food, right, because it's, it tastes good. It's, you just I don't you, even want to know what it is. Yeah, I just, <laughs> just eat it. Yeah, yeah. It's not even really Tex-Mex. It's more. I don't even know what you'd really call. It. I know it's sort of a, sort of a simulates Tex-Mex, but it's more like we're like roadkill. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know when you can get a burrito for forty nine cents or whatever it is, you know, <laughs> you know it can't be totally good. Um, 
even you know but i i i don't know man i oh, well this is ridiculous to talk about on the this podcast so anyway we'll just because now i'm hungry and i wish i could have a burrito supreme but mm. yeah uh but yeah we'll, we'll, you know but what i was going to say related to the podcast uh we should do a podcast in person in your garage okay we could do that podcasting from mike's garage mike's garage mike's garage yeah it's uh, uh well, there's no echo there now, but if we if we use because I've got I've got a microphone that we can hook up that we could both speak into, uh, and we we'll have to refer we'll try not to like lean into it, you know. <laughs> couldn't we Couldn't we just get one of those like a, a splitter for the headsets? Yeah, we may be able to do that. We may be able to, um, or we may be able to. Yeah, because it's USB, we may be able to just. Plug them both into your MacBook and then go. You know. Oh, that's true. Yeah, because my my MacBook my MacBook Air. Yeah. Does have two uh, USB. We we yeah we could actually record right into GarageBand. Then then that would save us a couple of steps for the editing process. Hmm. Or I should say, save me a couple of steps because you don't know how to edit. No, I don't. But you know what we should do is you should uh, when you come up to do that podcast from the garage. Right. You should pick up Taco Bell on the way. Yes. Or we can go into Westwood and get Taco Bell. Can we like walk go- from your house? Uh, it's it's uh, a little bit of a drive. walk, but yeah. Well, you know what I could do? I will do this, and I don't know why we're still recording this, but we're, we're, we're <laughs> inquiring minds want to know. So what I'll do is I'll drive over to your house, I'll pull up front, and I'll honk the horn and annoy your neighbors. And, uh, no, I'll probably just call you on the cell phone. Hello, Mike, uh, right outside. <laughs> uh, and then you can come outside. We'll go to Taco Bell and we'll bring it back, uh, and enjoy our delicious Taco Bell before we podcast. Or while we're podcasting. Although yeah, there'd be a lot of crunching. There'd be a lot of crunching and, and, and slurping. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Crunch. <laughs> I do like the crunchy tacos sometimes, so. Yeah, and the nachos with that fake guacamole, whatever. Oh, that, uh, so good. The guac. Uh, yeah, I don't. Um, yeah, th- it'll be a it'll be a funky adventure. Um, put it on the books, and we'll talk about. Uh, so, oh, I want before I go, I do I do want to ask you: Did you guys uh, do you guys have a new DOS process podcast up this week? There is one up every every other Thursday. Yes, uh, there's one. So yeah, that's why I'm thinking. Monday. So you you so another one went live yesterday. Yeah, uh, a guy named Adam Green, who is a horror movie director. Oh, cool. Yeah, he's actually really good. He's he's a, he was a good guest. Well, his name sounds familiar. Is there, is he, has he done did, something that did I would see, know? Did you ever see the movie Frozen? Not not the cartoon, but the, oh yeah, the I like that trapped movie. Trapped on the ski lift. I like that movie. Yeah, that yeah, was he cool. Did that one. Oh, that that was a great. I was remember telling somebody who watched that. It's such a great concept because it's like, especially for like an indie movie because you you don't you don't, uh, you know it's just oh yeah yeah I don't want to talk about I don't want to get into but yeah (laughs) yeah I like that movie that's cool that's cool I'll have to check out that podcast and that'd be great. He was a good Uh, guest. Is he got anything else coming out soon? Um, I don't know. You have to listen to the podcast. Oh, I see what you're doing. Yeah. God damn you, Mike. Foiled again. Well, okay, that's the end. This enough Mike and Russ time. People have uh, already tuned out after yeah. talking about Taco Bell. Once we once Taco Bell was mentioned, people were like, "All right, that's it. I'm out." <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's listening to the podcast and going, <laughs> 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 what, "What's wrong?" I, 
This podcast is making me sick. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Well, that was uh, that's enough Mike and Russ time for one week, and uh, we appreciate anybody who's made it this far. And uh, we'll hopefully hear you know talk to you next week. Yeah, they should uh, they should send in their questions and comments. We need a place to we should set up. Yeah, a, we should get an email address. Yeah, we should. We'll we'll set that up. I'll I'll set up an an email address just for Marty, and then. Um, uh, in the meantime, they can comment on on the russandpat.com dot com on the you know underneath our individual podcast you know, uh, and of course if they subscribe by in iTunes then when we we appreciate any comments there. But right now we're still a part of the the Uplate network and we don't have a specific um, Marty feed yet. So uh, one day, Pat and I are working on that. We're trying to figure out how to get that to work, but. You know, we've got jobs and stuff that, you know, we have things to do. People, Yeah, to work gets in the way of life. It does, Mike. It really does. Except That's... for me because I'm unemployed right now. Yeah. Yeah, it must be nice. It is. It is. Just sit around in your cut-off shorts, jeans shorts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's an image nobody needs in their head. <laughs> that's I, an image I everybody yeah. needs. <laughs> Especially your wife. Mike, <laughs> ooh, Mike, you're in your cut-off jeans shorts again. I think she would be the most, <laughs> most embarrassed by it of anyone. <laughs> she comes home. Oh, my God, put some clothes on. What is – oh, oh, just stop it. <laughs> Honey, no, this is this – is, this, this was the, awesome in the yeah. 80s. <laughs> that was 30 years ago, Michael. 30 <laughs> years. Oh, man. Talk about time. Uh. All right. Well, that's it. All right. We're done. We're done. This podcast is copyright 2015, Mike Solo and Russ Wooten. Mike and Russ Time Yeah is a part of the Uplate Network at russandpat.com.